Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views on Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. I'm doing it a bit early for reasons we'll get into in just a few minutes, but I want to do uh, take care of the housekeeping first. Don't forget this Friday afternoon at 2.30 U.S. Central Time, we do have another members vid chat. I'm kind of doubling up on the vid chats in anticipation of the holiday season. As you know, every holiday season I take a couple of weeks off just to kind of recover and recuperate so we're having another vid chat this Friday uh, so that means please get your comments and questions in by tomorrow night that's Thursday night November 17th by 10 o'clock US Central Time uh, and then we'll hopefully on Friday uh, have our second vid chat for the month of November keep your fingers crossed that we will not have the technical issues that we had uh, last week. Uh, I'm still kind of new to this new platform that we've been using instead of YouTube, uh, and I appreciate everybody's patience <laughs> with me as I learn how to negotiate it. Anyway, that brings us to what I want to talk about today. And I've been putting off talking about this I, I wanted to, uh, part of me wanted to talk about it yesterday because the news story was breaking yesterday. But I thought, no, let's wait and find out what's going on. And that, of course, is the story of the Russians supposedly bombing the Ukraine with one of their missiles, but the missile accidentally struck Poland <laughs> instead. And unfortunately, killed a couple of innocent people inside of Poland. And folks, I, I, ha, I, I was thinking at the time that the story broke, number one, that there's no way that the Russians, with the sophistication of their weapons systems, would have, number one, chanced an accidental bombing of Poland, and number two, it's very unlikely that their systems would have done it anyway, that they would have so miscalculated and misfired. But uh, that was the story, that, you know, the mad, the mad bomber Vladimir Putin had launched a missile, and the missile landed inside of Poland, and off we go. <laughs> Here we are in, in World War III. Now, all of this occurred in a context where Mr. Putin did not attend the G20 summit in Bali in Indonesia. He sent the Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, in his stead. And I suspect, quite frankly, and I, I blogged a bit about this, that there may have been several reasons for Mr. Putin not to attend, not the least of which, of course, is that they're still involved in this messy war in the Ukraine and that his position at home may be fairly weak, that they were afraid that something might happen to him or in his absence. And quite frankly... Um, I'm in agreement with, with Catherine Fitz here that there may have been even an assassination plot against him that Russian security services learned about that was being prepared for him in Bali. I would not be a bit surprised. We're in that stage of the mafia wars where 
unfortunately, everybody is going to start taking pot shots at everybody else, and that includes their leaders. Um, in this context, the missile falls inside of Poland. And I couldn't help but think, no, this is not the Russians. This is either ineptitude on the part of the Ukrainian military, or it's a false flag, or it's both. In other words, it's a crisis of opportunity that the Ukrainian government has seized upon to try and get NATO involved directly in the Ukrainian war. And fortunately, a fellow by the name of Andrew uh, Korib, uh, Koribko has written an article titled The Ukraine Tried to Trick NATO into Starting World War III After It Accidentally Bombed Poland, unquote. And I want to read just the few opening paragraphs. It's a very brief uh, article. But I want to read the very few opening paragraphs of this article to you because it more or less aligns with my own speculation as to what may have happened, although I'm going to tweak it a bit towards the end of my read here. Quote, the Ukrainian leadership was well aware of what happened but decided to propagate the most dangerous conspiracy theory in history in an attempt to spark World War III. <laughs> That's... That's quite an opening thesis statement. I mean, this man pulls no punches. The Western public would do well to dwell on this since it means they've been forced by their governments into subsidizing what can objectively be described as a literal apocalyptic death cult that lied to their leaders in an attempt to get them to bomb Russia and thus likely end the world. NATO and Russia briefly stood on the brink of World War III Tuesday evening after the Ukraine accidentally bombed Poland. The incident happened as its forces were trying to intercept incoming Russian missiles during what's been described as Moscow's fiercest attack of its special operation thus far that some speculated coincided with the failure of rumored ceasefire talks. Instead of shooting down the Russian missile, Kiev's S-300, and that incidentally is a Russian anti-missile system, Kiev's S-300 malfunctioned and ended up dropping into Poland where it killed two people. Ukrainian leadership was well aware of what happened but decided to propagate the most dangerous conspiracy theory in history in an attempt to literally spark World War III. Zelensky lied to the world by describing his forces' accidental bombing of Poland <coughs> as a, quote, Russian missile strike on collective security, unquote, and telling NATO that, quote, we need to act, unquote. His foreign minister, in turn, gaslit by claiming that all allegations that his side was responsible for this incident are nothing but, quote, Russian propaganda, unquote. To his credit, Biden Joe told the press in response to a question about whether Russia was responsible that, quote, there is preliminary information that contests that. It is unlikely in the lines of the trajectory that it was fired from Russia, but we'll see, unquote. 
In the same article reporting his words, the Associated Press also cited three unnamed U.S. officials who said, quote, preliminary assessments suggested the missile was fired by Ukrainian forces at an incoming Russian missile, unquote. There's no reason to doubt Biden's assessment, nor that of the three unnamed U.S. officials, after all. If any of them had any credible reason to suspect that Russia bombed NATO ally Poland, whether accidentally or not, then they'd have reacted very differently due to their collective security commitments under Article 5. Quite clearly, just like the Nord Stream terrorist attack that was in all likelihood carried out by Anglo-American Axis, the NATO doesn't truly hold Moscow responsible. Let me read that one again, folks. Quite clearly, just like with the Nord Stream terrorist attack that was in all likelihood carried out by Anglo-American Axis forces, NATO doesn't clear, truly hold Moscow responsible. This objective conclusion, which is informed by the public assessment shared by none other than the U.S. president and therefore can't by any stretch of the imagination be described as so-called Russian propaganda. That proves that Kiev was indeed conspiring to trick NATO into starting World War III. That realization, that realization contradicts so-called conventional wisdom of the Ukrainian conflict thus far, since the public in the U.S.-led West's golden billion has been under the false impression that Kiev is winning. Ding, 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 as I like to say. One, one more paragraph, folks. Had that really been the case, then its president and foreign minister wouldn't have lied to the world by blaming Russia after their own forces accidentally bombed Poland, which was indisputably an attempt to manipulate NATO into directly reacting in what most certainly would have been a kinetic matter. A conventional attack by NATO against Russia, whether within its universally recognized pre-2014 borders or those former Ukrainian regions that reunified with it afterwards, would have sparked a wider war, unquote. Now, I couldn't agree more. I think, quite frankly, that it is possible that this wasn't merely a crisis of opportunity that was occasioned by the Ukrainian missile misfiring and missing the Russian missile, but that it may have been a a deliberately created crisis in order to provoke a NATO-wide response. Now, why am I going into all of this? Well, the reality is, I don't care what the propertainment media in the West, and particularly in the uh, United Soviet Socialist States of America is saying, the, the reality on the ground, as far as I can tell, is that the Ukrainian military is not only decimated, but now the country is facing a looming winter offensive from Russia that is not going to be pretty, and that the current Ukrainian leadership is desperate. And in a way, I hope they are desperate because this means that they have to rethink, that the Ukrainian people need to rethink the whole uh, Russia-hating agenda. Now, I know the history. I don't need to be uh, lectured on the history of why the Ukrainian people would not, not like Russia. It's fairly clear if you know the history. 
but they have been very ill-served by the attempts of the West to manipulate them into not only into the European Union, but into the NATO alliance. Russia clearly has, has made it very clear uh, since the fall of the Soviet Union, as a matter of fact, that the expansion of NATO eastward would be viewed by Russia as an existential threat to that country. And the plain fact of the matter is the West has been driving that and manipulating it ever since. So I would view this as perhaps a deliberately concocted false flag. And it may be the case, given the amount of grift and fraud that we've seen in connection with the Ukraine in the past, vis-a-vis -vis the GMO foods issue and the corruption that uh, the Ukrainian government extended to Western big agribusiness in getting ports and so on to introduce GMOs into that country. The corruption exhibited in the sponsoring of the biolabs throughout that country the corruption exhibited in the connection of that country to the Biden family itself, the corruption that we have seen with respect to the FTX scandal that just unfolded, and the money laundering that was taking place not just with the Democratic Party, but also apparently now the money that Mitch McConnell, U.S. Uh, Republican Senate leader, was also receiving through that company. So in other words, the Ukrainian theater uh, may have been getting out of hand and Mr. Biden may have uh, tried to defuse a situation that really was kind of part of the West's own making to begin with. So in other words, I view this, this whole missile crash in Poland with a great deal of skepticism. And here's the real bottom line. The fact of the matter is that the United States has been trying to talk about this coalition of the willing. Well, quite frankly, uh, Germany's military has been decimated. Uh, Mad Madame Merkel inherited a relatively robust military from her predecessor, but she and Ursula von der Leyen basically managed to gut the German military almost completely so that Germany does not have much of a military right now. France, it, by the same token, has allowed its military to fall more or less into desuetude, so there really is no major military power with real military force in Europe. So the coalition of the willing would end up being the United States and countries like Poland and Romania. Now, this is not a coalition that is going to be anywhere near capable of dealing with the Russian military in conventional terms. And the nuclear terms, I want to make something else very clear to everybody. I do not think that when these powers, namely the, the, the Russians and, and the United States, are talking about nuclear war, I think what they're really talking about is something else. And that is kinetic strategic space-based weapons. In other words, behind the talk of limited nuclear war and so on, what you have to realize is that the nature of strategic offensive weapons has changed. And I think it's very likely that the United States and Russia, and possibly a few other countries, 
have these kinetic weapons already in orbit. Now, that means that they would be capable of creating or causing nuclear levels of devastation on a target country, but without the nasty fallout consequences. So I think this is the game that's going on in the background. And the Ukraine, unfortunately, is being used as the cat's paw in this war. Um, and they may, they may have realized that, hey, we don't have any control over this situation. Let's try and start something. Uh, I think that, too, was a very, very bad mistake uh, and that they're going to regret it. So, you know, uh, my, my take on this whole missile thing, folks, is it's either a crisis of opportunity or it was a deliberate false flag. I don't think uh, I'm in agreement with this fellow here. I don't think the Russians had anything to do with it. Um, and if they did, then, again, they are trying to use it as a crisis of opportunity to save their own sorry butts. Um, this, is, this is not going to go away. And a final possibility that I want to toss out there. This missile attack occurred just as the FTX cryptocurrency bankruptcy scandal has begun to break. In other words, that scandal is major because it's a clear money laundering operation of US, U.S. taxpayer money, largely back to the Democrats, but also, as I mentioned before, to Senator uh, Mitch McConnell, apparently. So apparently we're dealing with a very large money laundering operation, and it would not surprise me that since that money laundering operation is part of this whole nexus between the Ukraine, the United States, uh, the Biden Joe family, and all of that, that this might have been a false flag to distract everybody from the FTX story. So there may be many, many layers to this story that we don't know yet. I feel rather confident that in the coming weeks we're going to find out a heck of a lot more. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views, folks. I'm sorry I went a little long, but uh, I think this story bears some watching because I think it's connected to a lot of the other stories that we're seeing starting to break. So we'll see you on the flip side. Don't forget, get your vid chat questions and comments in by 10 o'clock tomorrow evening, Thursday evening, U.S. Central Time. And we'll try and get through our next vid chat uh, this coming Friday without the technical issues that we had last week. Anyway, bye-bye and God bless everybody. We'll see you on the flip side.